We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. return from my triumphant trip uh, to Iceland. So uh, for those of you who have not uh, been to Iceland, nor do you have any plans or interests in going to Iceland, um, Iceland, uh, it's got some pros and cons. Um, I mean, it's it's neat uh, to see this island that is pretty much just 100% of created by volcanoes right like they still have two active volcanoes in iceland oh by the way the music today uh is amy virginia i'll get in a little bit more about how i learned about amy virginia but she's got three albums on Bandcamp, uh which is the rival to itunes so go ahead and check it out over there uh, amy virginia once again so, um, Iceland, like I said, it's, it's it, the landscape, the topography, the giant mountains, it's all very different than what we have here, and it's all very interesting. Um, the big negative to Iceland is that it is so cold all the time. I mean, we went in the summertime. Didn't matter. Still very cold. I mean, not very cold. I mean, it was in the 50s most of the time but it was you know fairly windy you know it's not like what you dream of when you say like hey we're going on vacation bundle up everybody no you usually think you know my ties and toes in the sand and shorts and you know that that's the normal vacation fair for for most folks but um iceland is still really neat the other big negative to iceland is it's a lot of driving and that can get old after a while of, you know, just like, okay, you know, we one of the places that we went to, four hours, four hours out, four hours back. We did it all in one day. Yeah, it was a lot. So anyway, um, that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much it about it. Well, the one other thing about Iceland, which is fun, is there is one... Uh, nope, that was the wrong way to start that sentence. The, the fun thing about Iceland is there's very, very few people there, right? Like, the entire country only has 300,000 people in it. You know, I think, you know, San Francisco, San Jose, they all have easily three times that amount. But, um, so, you know, you drive around and it's just, like, easy peasy, right? You know, you just drive and, um... You know, you could stop in the middle of the freeway. It doesn't matter. There's nobody coming either direction. There are some lunatics out there, though, that bike and hitchhike their way through and camp uh, their way through Iceland. And I'm like, are you people out of your mind? A, it's cold. B, I mean, there's just no guarantees that anybody is going to pick you up. And then if you're biking around Iceland... Good God, that it take you forever. But the coolest thing that we did was uh, we, uh, they have this um, glacier lagoon 
that has, you know, this basically Iceland has just this giant glacier that sits in the middle of it and then little, you know, pieces of it dribble out to the edges so you can see. So there's there's this one point where this glacier butts up against uh, a waterway and then because of that, the water just eats away at the glacier and big pieces of it just come floating off into the water. And for the terrible, terrible James Bond movie, Die Another Day, yeah, um, they actually dammed it up at, you know, where it comes in from the ocean, and they let the whole thing freeze, and then they drove cars across it. Anyway, so, um... I would recommend Iceland, but, I mean, I like New Zealand a lot more. So if somebody said, like, hey, um, where, where should I go? I would say, yeah, go to New Zealand first, go to Australia first. But I liked Iceland, and so, you know, I had already been to those other two places. So, you know, why not? Okay, so, boy, it's been so long since we've done this. Uh, so much has happened. Uh, one of the things that happened is uh, Prince died. And I think the really incredible thing about this whole deal is, you know, everybody talks about how cool Prince was and how, like, he was short. He was, like, 5'2", but it's like, oh, you never felt like that. He was such a big presence, all this stuff. But... As cool as Prince was, and I'm always amazed by this, like as cool as some people are, how they still are held back by some part of themselves. So for Prince, he was he was bothered, obviously, by the fact that he was shorter. And he used to wear heels, you know, boots with kind of a big chunky heel on it. But apparently his... Uh, the the constant use of these this footwear gave him hip problems, and because he had all these hip problems, he started taking all these drugs to make the pain go away, which is ultimately what killed him. Now, here's the interesting part: it was really vanity which killed Prince, and vanity is the name of one of his backup singers from the revolution. So then, that begs the question, did Vanity kill Prince and why hasn't she been arrested? This is my latest conspiracy theory that I want the authorities to get on post-haste. So, I broke up with my therapist uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. It just got to the point where I just didn't have that much to talk about. I would just get in there and I'd just be struggling for 45 minutes to find something and then we'd get into the last 10 minutes of it and then I'd come up with something and it was just kind of like, eh, all right, you know, oh, so here's another thing, I got promoted at work. Uh, I am now managing people. Nah, I'm not so crazy about that. 
Uh, it was funny because I, I got the promotion, and I took the promotion because I knew everybody, and they all seemed like hard workers, and everybody seemed great. And then, like, a week after I got the promotion, my boss, who I was sort of taking over what he was doing, he sat me down, and he was like, okay, so here's wrong. Here's what's wrong with everybody that you will now be managing. And it was just funny to be like, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it exactly a bait and switch, but it was a little bit like, ha ha, you think these people are so normal. You're wrong. They're all messed up. So um, I, I uh, had a fantasy once upon a time to be on the podcast. Oh, speaking of podcasts, I told you I'd tell you more about Amy Virginia. Um, so, of course, uh, while I was gone, I went to Max FunCon, and uh, there isn't a lot to report about on Max FunCon. Uh, I had a really great songwriting class with John Roderick from The Long Winters, and uh, he does a podcast called Roderick on the Line, where he, uh, you know, it's just him and this guy Merlin Mann. They just talk about, you know, whatever they want to talk about. But it's, you know, fun because he's very opinionated and he'll talk smack about, you know, other musicians and whatnot. But I basically got to have my own Roderick on the line and interview him and ask him, like, well, what about this and what about that? And, you know, um, and uh, yeah, so if you're looking for another podcast, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, he talks about getting his sebaceous cyst removed after 15 years, and that was very strange. I also took a drawing class from uh, Brandon Bird. Brandon Bird, you might remember as the guy who created, um, he does a lot of pop culture art. So he's sort of a modern day Andy Warhol. He has a whole series of um, Sears buildings that he painted. I guess the idea is that it's ironic because they're all exactly the same and he was sort of you know painting them like under the premise that they would be different but of course they're not very weird very meta uh but his he is most known for his painting um oh, i love a good ukulele bit it didn't even happen on an odd number day so uh, he, Brandon Bird is most known for his uh, his piece. Uh, nobody wants to play Sega Master System with Harrison Ford, and so the painting is uh, three kids playing, I think, like Super Nintendo or something. And then Harrison Ford looks all dejected, and he's got his Sega Master System like stuffed under his arm. The cords are trailing behind him, you know, scraping on the floor. So, um, so anyway, so that's what I did at Max FunCon. But uh, in preparation to Max FunCon, um, this seems to happen every year, and it's funny because I don't think anybody does anything with it. But someone invariably will post on Facebook, uh, "Hey, everybody who's going to Max FunCon, if you have a podcast, please post it in the thing, and uh, and we'll all listen to them." And of course, nobody does except me because I actually care and will make the time and effort to listen to people that, that or things that people recommend. And you know, it just seems like fun. Like, oh, you know, we're gonna go to this thing and. And, uh, you know, we can all, it's, it's a topic of conversation, a good icebreaker. It'd be like, oh, I listened to your podcast. Oh, boy, howdy. There's a woman who runs uh, Sub Pop Records. Sub Pop Records, you might remember, 
Uh, they had uh, Nirvana, uh, their first album, Bleach, before uh, Nevermind came out. And Sub Pop has a podcast. It's a little confusing, and I told her this, uh, the person who runs it, she was there. And I told her, I was like, look, you just start the podcast. Like, I don't know who any of you people are. Like, just introduce yourselves. That, that would be great. Um, but she, uh, the woman who runs the podcast, she has tattoos on herself of her favorite movies. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't get to see more of them. But uh, she said Joe versus the Volcano was one of her favorite movies. And I just that just knocked me in my tracks. I was like, wow, nobody ever says that. So, of course, I lost my mind. I forgot to ask about the other tattoos. And so... Um, I just said, well, what's your Joe versus Volcano tattoo? And she says, oh, it's a a brain cloud. And so she lifts up the hair on the back of her neck. And there's a little, just just a little simple tattoo of like a cloud and some rain. And I was like, wow, that's subtle, but nice. And then she's got Aliens is one of her other favorite movies. And she's got like the faces. I didn't get to see it, but she told me that she has the faces of the cast running down her leg. And I was like, wait. You have Paul Reiser tattooed on your leg? And she's like, no, because he's one of the bad guys. And I was like, okay, all right, interesting. Spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't seen Aliens. This is the titular track, and this is the reason why I bought this album. This is the, the, the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you. The podcast uh, was one of the... Uh, people who was coming to Max FunCon, he's got this podcast called Tell Me About Your Song, and it is about this song, I Will Sing Songs About You When You Are Not Around, and it's based loosely off of, um, oh, the the one where the dude, uh, he's an Indian guy, and he goes on a boat, and the boat sinks, and so then he's in the boat with the, with the, with the lion and the tiger and the... Uh, John, oh God, I can't, I can't remember the name of the movie now, but you know what I mean. You're probably screaming at, at your, uh, music device right now, trying to get me the life of Pi. Life of Pi! Hey, that's it! Yeah. So it's basically loose based on, basically, loosely based on that. And there's a bit at the end where she sings, row, row, row your boat. And I just couldn't get it out of my head. So I had to buy this album. So anyway, the podcast, tell me about your song. I can't remember who the host is. Uh, Look for the Amy Virginia episode. And uh, it's actually kind of interesting because she does discuss a lot about the role of the producer in shaping the music. And I think that's a lot. I think that people don't understand like that's what a producer does. I think a lot of times people perceive producers like, you know, the way... uh, Pharrell just come like comes in. And he's like, I wrote you a beat. It's like that's not always. I mean, obviously that doesn't work in acoustic, folky musicians. Um, okay. Oh, so speaking of podcasts, so I had this fantasy once upon a time of being on the podcast. Um, oh, here's the row, row, bow. Oh no, we're all not there. Uh, fantasy of being on the podcast. Um, I was there too, where. They talk about people who were maybe in the background or had minor parts in very, very big movies. 
Now, of course, you know, listening to the podcast, um, I think it's in the stories episode. I talked about uh, Patch Adams, and I was an extra on that. And uh, it was, you know, I, I've covered a bunch of it in that in that uh, episode. But what's interesting is, oh, here's the row, row, row your boat part. And what's really cool is when she she says that when she does this song live is she gets the whole audience to sing the row, row, row your boat part and it goes on for like five minutes. It's, I don't know, it sounded really neat. Okay, so um, uh, uh, there are a couple of things though that I wanted to talk about that I think I left out of the story uh, uh, on being on Patch Adams. So one of the things that was really crazy was I was in the hot dog suit and they really, in order to get the giant crane shot of the establishing shot of inside the meat packers convention, they, for some reason, the director really wanted the hot dog, me, to be in the shot. And so I remember when we did this thing, they had the PA standing next to me and he was like, okay, when they call action or when they call, I think if they call it background first, start walking and then you'll just walk into the frame and then, you know, you'll be in the frame. And I was like, great. So then they call action, the thing happens, they go, cut. And I'm like, okay. And then they're like, yeah, we couldn't see the hot dog. And now it's freaked me out that I was like in this giant room with all these extras the director is megaphoning at me from like a perch 20 feet up in the air saying that he, he can't see the hot dog so in my brain I just kind of flip out a little bit and I'm just like thinking to myself oh my god am I doing something wrong um, what do I do I don't understand and it was it was nerve-wracking. I was just like and and it's so weird cuz kind of the same thing happened with me on at Mad TV when I did that and they were just like, "Okay, like just go ahead and dance, you know, at the end." And I was like, "Well, what how do you want me to dance?" It was just like I don't know, it just seems so loosey-goosey and especially for somebody in both situations where I'm clearly a novice, right? I've not done this before. And it just, I don't know, like it would have been nicer if somebody could have said, like like had that in their brain and just been like, um, we need that, you know, rather than like megaphoning at me, like we can't see the hot dog, just like we'll need the hot dog to start sooner. Like something so simple like that would have made the world of difference. But yeah, look, I get it. It's not about me. You know, uh, I my my, you know, well-being is not the main concern of this film. But it is so weird how people, I think in every job, get the impression that, oh, you do this as much as I do this. And and so I've been in lots of situations. Like, I remember there was, uh, I got into a car accident, and then there was this insurance guy. He wasn't my insurance guy. He was the other insurance guy. And he was, like, 
really a dick about the whole thing. And he was talking to me like, I don't understand why you don't understand this. And it's like, yeah, dude, this is your world, right? Like it's been 10 years easily since I have had to go into this world of insurance and accidents and shit like this. So don't don't talk to me like, like I know what this is all the time. And I think that's weird too, because I think people, even in their own jobs, when new people come into the situation, they treat the new people as if they've been doing this all along. And it's like, I always tell the new people, I'm like, yeah, well, I still remember what it's like to be new here. So if you have any questions, come and talk to me. Whereas most of the other yahoos, they're just like, yeah, 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 just click this and this and this. And they're just so dismissive and dickish about it. So annoying. I guess that's really all I had to say about Patch Adams. I was just like, I don't know. I guess I just had, I thought I had more, but I did, but I didn't. Anyway. So speaking of movies, um, Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice came out and I loved it. This was back in April. Good Lord. The, I loved it. And um, I seem to be the only one, and it really, it sucked um, to to be the only one. I, you know, I, I it used to not bother me to be like, yay, I like a thing that nobody else likes, and I'm a vanguard, and I'm on, you know, the hip, cool front of all the things that are hip and cool. But I'm tired of it. I I I I don't know. And and especially I guess I'm bothered by it because it just seems like the one thing where I'm just like, okay, this is it. This is gonna be my one thing that everybody's gonna rally behind. It's like I really like the first Avengers movie. But I hated the second Avengers movie. But it's like, all right, I get it. I'm a little bit of an outlier, you know, it's fine. But then this Batman vs. Superman comes out. I see it before the bad reviews get going. And I'm just like, this is going to be great. Everybody's going to love it. And nobody loved it. And I, it's odd because I am taking it very personally. Like, I hear just one more person shit on it. And it's just... I don't know why I am so protective of this movie. My guess is because, I don't know, I'm just, I just am tired of feeling like an outsider. Like I remember um, on Facebook, I posted this thing that I was like, look, I, there are lots and lots of like quote unquote classic movies that I hate. What are the ones that are you deemed by classic by your group that uh, you don't like? And, like, people wrote back, and I don't know if they were trying to be dicks, but they just picked all these movies that I loved. And I was just like, I was really kind of hoping for either some solidarity on one of the other movies that I did not mention, but I was kind of hoping people would dig up or something. Nope. Nope. Once again, I am the outlier. And I am now officially tired of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not that bad, but it's just so, I don't know, it's so exhausting. It, it kind of makes you, like, question everything, because it's like, it, if I am so wrong all the time about this, I mean, 
is, is, is just my judgment just completely fucked up? I don't know. Well, anyway, look, I like Deadpool. I love Deadpool a lot. I watched it a second time while I was uh, traveling. And uh, and so at least at least I have that in common. All right. So from me, the music of Bright Brown, Batman, Superman, you're all friends now. And let's do this one more time. Till then.